0: Looking forward to the second hour of the show today because we're going to visit at 1245 with uh, two women who uh, continue to inspire me, uh, Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross. They're the moms who took on the power structure at Columbus Academy. They were attacked. Uh, They were vilified. Uh, They were marginalized. And they have not cowered in the face of that persecution. That's why they inspire me. Uh, What they have done with the adversity in their life inspires me, so I want to give an update on their lawsuit against Columbus Academy. We have to fight back, we have to push back, we have to stand up, because if you don't, well, then, you know, that's what the Democrats and the leftists and the Marxists are counting on. They're counting on you not resisting, because they're going to take a few select people, and they're going to make an example of them in a very public way. Donald Trump is obviously the most glaring example of that, he is indicted in this latest round of DOJ weaponization uh, for pushing back against the results of the 2020 election. Say, wait a minute, didn't Democrats do that a lot? Yeah, they've done that a lot. Uh, But it's okay when Democrats do it. It's not okay when Republicans do it because Barack Obama's eight years set the table, put everything in position. And remember, the Democrats never expected there to be an interruption in their plan to get rid of the founding principles and the things that make America uniquely American. They thought they'd seamlessly skate from the Barack Obama administration right on into the Hillary Clinton administration. And then she'd probably win a second term and they would have had 16 consecutive years of democratic rule and they would have gotten rid of everything like equal justice under the law. They would have gotten rid of free speech, probably your Second Amendment rights, too. That's coming. You say, no, no, they'll never be able to get our guns, Bruce. Oh, really? Well, uh, maybe not via a national law, but they're not averse to accomplishing it on the state level. Next Tuesday, when you go to the polls to vote on whether or not the standard to amend the Ohio Constitution rises from 50 percent to 60 percent, you think, and I've been guilty of telling you, that you're going to the polls in order to protect babies from being aborted. That is true. That is true. It will make it harder if we raise the standard for amending the Ohio Constitution The 60 percent, it will make it harder for abortion to be placed into Ohio law and into the Ohio Constitution. But, But one thing about Democrats is they get so drunk on the plan that they have in place and the possibility of that plan coming to fruition that once in a while, they start to gloat over their victory before the victory has been won. Last week, Cleveland Mayor Justin Bibb, Talking about issue one and about the necessity to vote down issue one from his perspective, because he's a Democrat, so he's in favor of dismembering every child in every womb that he can find. But he, uh, well, he lets slip that if they can get abortion protected by defeating issue one, uh, guess what else they might be able to get on the ballot in future years? We can use our real political power to change the culture of guns in this state. It starts by voting no on issue one, by the way, uh, to make sure we can maybe put a ballot measure on our state constitution to have common sense gun reform. Uh, This is not a uh, new democratic tactic. Uh, It is uh, a very old democratic tactic. And usually these tactics start very innocently, very anonymously. They're almost viewed in the beginning as utter foolishness. And the things that they say are really crazy. And you hear them and you think, that'll never become a thing. Well, uh, listen to this comment from uh, John Kerry on June the 25th, 2009. You have sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. In five years, that would have been by 2019. We'll have the ice-free Arctic summer, according to John Kerry. Everybody reacted to John Kerry like he was a Looney Tune when he said that. And, of course, it didn't happen. But has John Kerry lost his influence over people? Has he been labeled a crackpot when it comes to climate? Or is he at every major climate conference? And is he still parroting the same doomsday line? And would you say more people believe in the existential threat of climate change now than they did when John Kerry said that in 2009 in the summer or six months later when Al Gore said this. There is a 75 percent chance that the entire north polar ice cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. Oh, within the next five to seven years. Okay, well, that takes us to 2021. Has that happened yet? Or 2016? No, that hasn't happened yet. Is Al Gore marginalized, diminished, no longer allowed on the stage in Davos? I don't think so. I think Al's in his private jet flying around, still raking in millions over the fact that the climate is going to change to the degree that the world's going to end. And this happens, of course, because accuracy doesn't matter. Of course it doesn't. Truth doesn't matter to these people. Truth is optional. Truth is just a tool. It's not objective. It's subjective. How do you think people would have reacted in uh, 2009 if after John Kerry got up on the stage and after Al Gore got up on the stage and talked about, we're going to have an ice-free polar cap? If somebody else had gotten on stage and go, you know what else is coming, watch out for this. We're going to have men menstruating. We're going to have men chest feeding. We're going to have minor children who will be able to cut off girls, cut off their breasts in an attempt to become a man without telling their parents. We're going to have states advocate to become transgender sanctuary states where minors can come and live with surrogate parents that we set up and their real parents will not be able to stop us in court. How do you think that would have gone over in 2009? I mean, they might have had a white coat with sleeves that tie in the back for somebody who said that. Now, if you deny that, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to be re-educated on those matters because gender is a social construct. And in the Olentangy School District, you're not allowed to call somebody who you went to grade school with by the pronoun he, him, or she, her that applied to them when they were coming to school, either playing ball with you on the playground or having you over for a play date to play with Barbies because they've now realized that they went through the wrong puberty. And if you refuse to call them by the pronoun that they prefer, not the one that really applies to them based upon their biological sex, which you know because you grew up with them, well, don't believe your lying eyes. After all, what's the harm to you if you abide their delusion? This is where we are. It's all an assault on free speech, which is the most essential right in a free society. If you cannot say things you believe, even crazy things, even ludicrous things. What's the push? What's the policing of that? We can't have people spouting crazy. We can't have people yelling fire in a crowded theater. Well, actually you can, because if there's no fire, people will figure it out because When you shine light on dark things, those dark things become apparent to all and people dismiss them. But if you're not allowed to say that something is posed to you as truth, is in fact crazy and completely detached from reality, then what happens? Well, we'll go back to our climate conversation. Is climate change gaining or falling in terms of the number of people who buy into it? Have any of the predictions, any of the dire predictions about the erosion of the coastline or the rising of the seas or the evaporation of the polar ice caps, have any of them come true? Any of them? No? So why are they gaining in credibility? Because it's become increasingly, quote-unquote, wrong to say how wrong they are. you don't have free speech... You don't have freedom. So, I've talked about this indictment of Trump really being indicative of the fact that the left doesn't just hate Trump because they hate you. They hate you because they hate America. They hate America because it stands in their way of crushing all dissent. Free speech is a very inconvenient Aspect of American life, particularly when you are not standing on the side of truth, when you are defending ideas that are decidedly untrue, but when you need to defend those ideas in order to further your political power. The left is never going to tell the truth about the damage that the LGBTQ movement does to our culture, to the people enslaved in that ideology, because they need the power that they gain from having that voting block. Loyal to the Democratic Party. Likewise, Democrats are never going to stop incentivizing single motherhood in our impoverished inner city communities, because even though they haven't delivered any results for those communities over the past 75 years, those communities still blindly follow the Democratic Party and vote for them in overwhelming numbers. And so... Donald Trump is a convenient target because, A, they hate him because his ascent to the presidency was completely unexpected in 2016 and put a four-year hold on the Democrats' purposeful plan to eradicate all the pillars of American society. That's why they embrace the Black Lives Matter cult. It's why they embrace tearing down statues of our founders. It's why they embrace the idea that America is a systemically racist country. It's why they brand everything racist because anything that can take a chunk out of the image of America as a place that other people aspire to get to and I believe that's still true if you check the turnstiles at the southern border well Democrats always have a fix none of their fixes ever work as their war on poverty ended poverty don't think so have they been able to Rebuild our economy. Gee, that's funny. I just saw a headline that uh, the U.S. credit rating has been downgraded. I thought Bidenomics was working phenomenally well. Inflation is high. By the way, your interest rates on your home and on your car and everything else is going high. And the fact that inflation is coming under control doesn't mean the prices are going to fall. No, no, it just means that prices stop rising at the rate they were rising. But don't pay any attention to the facts and the numbers. Don't pay any attention to what is true, and particularly don't pay attention to what is most true, which is the Word of God. It is the final word on what is true, and Democrats hate the Bible. They hate people who are ruled by something other than the state. They can't stand the idea of someone who answers to a higher authority, because in their minds, there is no higher authority than us. You saw this play out on the streets of Watertown, Wisconsin, on Saturday. One of the Democratic Party's favorite activities was playing out before a crowd of people who were loving the family-friendly drag show that was taking place outside. And there were police there to protect the deviants, men dressed as women, gyrating, twerking, thrusting their pelvis into the face of kids. Oh, yes, they need police protection. And they erected a steel barricade to keep the 200 protesters away because, of course, they're MAGA extremists and they're, of course, violent, just like the people at the U.S. Capitol, except they weren't violent. They were just standing on the street behind the steel barricade with a portable loudspeaker reading the Bible. When up walked the police officers to put their hand on the shoulder of the young man reading his Bible into a microphone and the police officers grabbed the microphone and a couple other young men said, hey, what are you doing? Well, there's no speech allowed to be amplified at this event. Really? Where's that written down? Can you show us where that is established law in watertown wisconsin no but it's not allowed and really that's pretty much where the conversation ended because that's at the point where another police officer came up behind the young man reading the bible and twisted his arm literally behind his back and handcuffed him and they led him off under arrest yes arrested on a Leafy Treed Street in Watertown, Wisconsin, Middle America, for what? Reading the Bible while perverts thrust their pelvises in the face of children. I mean, the story is utterly amazing, but it is nevertheless true. I'm actually surprised it's allowed to be circulated on social media. The video shows multiple police officers arresting Marcus Schroeder as he was reading from his Bible. One officer aggressively pulled the microphone out of his hands before walking him away in handcuffs. Another young man named Nick Prohl and another were detained and removed from the venue, but later released with a warning against what? Reading the Bible on an American street? Is that a crime now? It is in Watertown, Wisconsin, when there's a family-friendly drag show taking place across the streets. Interesting, I see a picture here of Marcus Schroeder, and he's wearing a T-shirt that on the back it says, I will stand for truth even if I stand alone. Well, let's hope he's not standing alone. But he doesn't have a lot of company, and that's what the whole purpose of the Trump indictment is. That's the whole purpose of the climate change histrionics. That's the whole purpose of U.S. District Judge Algernon Marbley telling students in the Olentangy District, you will call other students by the pronoun they want to be called by or I will put the muscle of the federal government behind Olentangy School Administration disciplining you for misgendering people by their correct gender. Here is a statement from Marcus Storms. The police, per orders from city leaders, arrested several young people Three were arrested earlier in the day while inside the park, praying and talking to attendees, and then released with warnings. Oh, this is his father. This is his father who's the pastor. Wow. Uh, Marcus Schroeder, the young man who was arrested, says the incident has encouraged him and his fellow church members to further boldness. That way. He says this fight is just not going away. It was worth it. It was actually an honor to be counted worthy to stand with the cloud of witnesses who have gone before us and who have been arrested for the sake of spreading Christ and his kingdom. If the police wanted to try to set an example for others or anything like that, the only thing I've seen is actually the exact opposite, where more and more people are seeing the severity of what's going on and being called to more action. Yeah, It's a funny thing about uh, dissent, is that the more there is of it, the more those in power are unnerved and deterred and diminished. Oh, they might win a battle here, a battle there. In fact, there are a lot of countries around the world where they have been in power for a long time, but eventually the Berlin Wall comes down. Eventually, the Soviet Union breaks up. And even if you're not around for the ultimate victory in those political battles, you will always be a winner in the personal battle